This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Monday, August 16th. Here's today's news. Atlanta police said Sunday they have charged DeMarcus Brinkley with murder, aggravated assault, kidnapping, and other charges in the high-profile killing of a woman whose body was discovered Friday morning in southeast Atlanta. Multiple friends and co-workers confirmed the identity of the woman as Miriam Abdulrab, 27, to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. A bartender at Reverie VR Bar in Midtown, Abdurab was returning to her home in Chosewood Park in southeast Atlanta in the early morning hours and was kidnapped outside her house at gunpoint, her friends say. Brinkley, 27, is in stable condition and is in custody at Wellstar Atlanta Medical Center, according to the Atlanta Police Department. He will be taken to the Fulton County Jail after he is released by the hospital. Other charges against Brinkley include false imprisonment, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony, Atlanta police said in an update Sunday. Abdurab's death put Atlanta on edge as it came within a few weeks of the stabbing death of Katie Janis in Piedmont Park. Janis, also a bartender, was attacked at night while walking her dog. Atlanta police say they do not believe the two cases are related. Home for Schooling For the fifth time this month, a school in Clayton County is switching to online learning due to a rise in coronavirus cases. The latest is Kendrick Middle School in Jonesboro, which will go online beginning Monday due to an increased number of COVID-19 cases, the district said in a statement Sunday. Students are expected to return to classes on August 30th, the statement said. Clayton County Public Schools reported 158 cases of the coronavirus in the week ending August 6th. All but 43 were students. The district does not break down data by school. The pivot to online learning comes as coronavirus cases are on the rise in pockets of the state due to low vaccination rates and the highly contagious Delta variant, according to health officials. Children under age 12 are not eligible for the vaccine. Next, federal agents raided the home of a Newton County couple associated with Chris Hill, the leader of a far-right militia, and hauled away cell phones, computers, and other electronics as part of the widening investigation into the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, the couple said. Hyatt and his wife, Anne-Marie, were among the thousands who attended the Trump rally in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, but he said they were not among those who breached the Capitol. He said agents seized cell phones, computers, even his daughter's tablet. They took basically every electronic device in my house, he said. He said he and his wife listened to a scanner during the Capitol breach, but they were not in touch with people inside. The Hyatts are associated with the 3% Security Force Militia and its mercurial leader, Stockbridge resident Chris Hill. Hill took to social media Wednesday with a red alert announcing the raid as an overreach of federal authority. Hyatt said he knows Hill and said his wife communicates with Hill frequently, but he said he is not a member of the militia. Finally, in international aid, shortly after a 7.2 magnitude earthquake struck Haiti Saturday morning, Terry Franzen began to get pictures and hear reports showing the devastation that has killed hundreds of people and injured more than 2,500. Their surgical suite was destroyed, the house was destroyed, I don't think they have power, but you know what? They're still working said Franzen, who has made many trips to Haiti, including when she traveled there to help in the aftermath of the 2010 earthquake that killed more than 200,000 in the impoverished nation. Members of the Haitian community in Atlanta are waiting on more information about conditions before coming up with plans to try to help support the recovery. 
Ron Apollon, a native of Haiti, said he was especially worried Sunday about a tropical storm that was on track to hit the earthquake-ravaged region on Monday. I just feel so bad, Apollon said. I don't know how much more a country can take. It's just one thing after another. Haiti has been in a political crisis since its president was assassinated last month. Armed gangs make travel around the country dangerous, and some relief organizations worried that getting doctors and supplies to the hardest-hit areas would be challenging. Atlanta-based CARE, an international aid organization, works in Haiti and has teams on the ground assessing the damage and providing help to some of the hardest-hit areas. Health centers and schools have been damaged, while hundreds of homes of poor, vulnerable Haitian people have been destroyed. CARE's team reported, on top of the hundreds of deaths and injuries. Immediate needs include tents, safe drinking water and food, first aid kits, COVID-19 prevention kits, and safe spaces for women and girls, CARE said. I would say overall the sentiment is a hopeful fatigue, said Hannah Grady-Jones, who has been working in Haiti for more than a year through the nonprofit aid organization Light from Light. They have no choice but to be resilient, so I think they do remain so. They remain hopeful. And yet at the same time, everyone is really tired. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day. Spoken Layer